thank you very much for joining me, Mr. Steve Sawyer. Mm. Um, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit for the people listening who might not know who you are? Yes. Uh, so my name is Steve, Steve Tom Sawyer. Uh, I am a dude who works in video game publishing. I've, I've been in the video game industry for almost 15 years, but I am also a deeply addicted death metal nerd. Um, and I think most people know me for my love of technical death metal. Um, and I've had a unique opportunity in the last couple of years to like kind of combine those worlds. Um, and so I had started a company with Riley McShane, who was the former vocalist of a Legion in 2020. Uh, we started a game publishing company. Um, and yeah, I've been doing that for a while. And so, yeah, I think I'm in a really unique position more than most to <laughs> where I have like this really deep knowledge of, of both of those things and have like turned those into like a, a crossover for my career in, in a sort of way. That makes you perfect for this, actually. And <clears throat> you just happen to be black. I do. That is correct. It's also very relevant for this episode. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think I wanted to also give a little bit of context for this conversation. Um, and I'm okay with saying this. We we talked already. We <laughs> we did this once before. Yes, we did. And what's really interesting is a couple of things have happened since then. Um, number one, I want to put it out, out there. Like this was 100% me asking to have this conversation again, because I felt like the first time we talked, there were a lot of things that I didn't express like in the best way. And it was really important for me to like have this conversation um, and, and give it my like full attention, my full focus. Cause I don't want my words to be like misconstrued. And I think that ultimately it's a really important conversation to have. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to make sure that this was something I, I, I gave a hundred percent to. And so that's why we're doing this again. Yeah. And I totally respect that, which is why I agreed to it because yeah, it is important as you said. So yeah, totally fine. <laughs> so basically today's episode is going to be focusing on um, inclusion, racism, uh, both in the metal scene and gaming because you're here, but also just in the general world mm. and what we can do to open those discussions and um, just raise awareness, basically. And I thought, you know, you'd be the perfect person because, like you said, you're in, you're a metal nerd, like I am. You're also in the gaming industry, and you also obviously have your own just life experiences of being black in in those environments. Yes, so, um, I thought you'd be you'd be the perfect person to talk to about this. Yeah, and. Um... The part two of a couple of things have happened since we talked the first time was I got into another uh, big online brouhaha with a bunch of people <laughs> over this exact same thing. So it's funny that like we were talking, you know, a couple weeks ago or whatever. And I was like, yeah, all these people online fucking hate me right now because I'm talking about race and inclusion. And here we are like a few weeks later. And it's the same exact shit. I'm like, yeah, a bunch of fucking people hate me online now because I'm talking about race and inclusion. And it's like two entirely separate incidents. So that's just, that's rich to me. You know, here we are again. <laughs> Another day in the life of Steve. I guess so. The, I saw this tweet from somebody that really put it into perspective for me. And they were like, uh, Pantera is a band that hasn't been active since 2001 and Twitter is trying to cancel them. That tells you everything you need to know about this shitty platform. And then I think it was like three days later, Metallica's like, guess who we're taking out on tour with us? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm just sitting here like, dude, I, yeah, you just, you can't make this shit up sometimes, you know? Uh, and there, there have been rumblings of a Pantera reunion for a while now. Mm -hmm. So I, I just feel like, you know, whoever whoever tweeted that it's just like maybe you're not paying attention or maybe you're just looking for dunk points or something but turns out you were wrong <laughs> that's divided a lot of people <laughs> i mean i look here's here's where i i come in on on something like that you know 
I, I, as you've mentioned, I'm a black person. The Confederate flag and the imagery and all that shit surrounding it makes me wildly uncomfortable. Mm. Um, And, you know, I... This was something I wanted to explain better too, because I, I told this story last time I was I was here, but I don't think I told it well enough. Um, my friend Billy Lee, big big Pantera fan, uh, and my buddy Quentin, also big Pantera fan, couple Pantera fans there. Uh, but Quentin, you know, would straight up say to me like, "Hey man, I get it if you don't you know want to fucking listen to these guys. I totally understand why. Both of them are white dudes, uh, and so." I went with Quentin and Billy uh, to this fucking thing at Lucky Strike, and it ended up being, yeah, it ended up being the Dime Bash concert. And so I was there (laughs) when Phil Anselmo did the stupid fucking white power stunt. And like, I have, I have had everybody explain that shit away, you know, in the years since, um, and like, hey man, I don't, I, I don't, I don't got anything for people who want me to be okay with that. I got nothing for you, man. But all I can say is that if you're not a black person who's ever been in a social situation where you've heard a white person scream "white power" and then have like a momentary, uh, a, a big moment of fucking panic and fear and all the things that like go go along with that, because. You do this thing where as soon as you hear some shit like that, you take inventory real quick and you look around and you're just like, oh, shit, am I like the only one here? You know, mm-hmm. because it's like, am I outnumbered? Your, your brain really starts going into a, a very strange place real quick. And so for me, on a personal level, I'm just like, yo, fuck you for making me feel like that. If even for just a moment, dog. It's like, and I don't know you. I don't know Phil Anselmo. He's never going to get the opportunity to apologize to me personally and be like, hey, man, I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to make you feel uncomfortable and I didn't mean to fucking whatever. But then it's like, even if he did, still probably wouldn't listen to his fucking music. You know, it's like, that's cool, guy. Like, I, you know, maybe I would accept his apology, maybe not. But I'd still just be like, probably not going to fuck with anything that you've done because, you know, like, fuck you, dude. Um, and so it's like, <clears throat> it's funny too, because in, in the, in the last few weeks, there've been some things that have happened with one of my former favorite fucking rap artists, uh, Kanye West. And like, yeah. he produced one of my favorite Jay-Z albums of all time. Hands down. He produced one of my favorite common albums of all time. Hands down. He has released some of my favorite like hip hop songs ever, like period, um, and I just had to make the choice, you know, be like, yeah, I'm not going to be bopping this dude anymore. Like, I'm I'm not rocking with his music anymore. Like, I, I'll listen to the things that he produced for other people and shit. But like, I'm just making a personal choice of like, yo, you know what? I can find other shit to listen to. And yeah. I think that it's not a controversial thing to. To just like examine the stuff that you like on a more critical level and say like, oh, well. <clears throat> Is it worth it to sit here and try to separate the art from the artist? Or can I just find something else to listen to? I think that's right. Like making, like you're saying, you're making a personal choice to do it. You're not like out there making a big drama out of it, making a big deal out of it. You're just personally saying, well, I want to react to that in a way that isn't, um, what's the word? Performative. Performative. That's a very good word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. I think that word gets thrown around a lot by people yeah. that <laughs> that by people that may not fully understand its meaning, its use, its context. Um, you know, I have no problem saying like "Yo, fuck Kanye West" like on my Twitter or whatever. Like, oh, I don't, I don't know shit. <laughs> yeah, and I also, you know, I am one hundred percent gonna check like homies of mine that the will go to fucking bump that shit. You know what I mean? I'll be like. Mm-hmm maybe change it to like the non-anti-Semite rapper. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Cause <laughs> like I'm, you know, like, dude, I got, a, I got a lot of friends of all kinds of different nationalities, backgrounds, ethnicities, everything, man. Like, and for sure, I know, I know people, you know, that would be personally hit by that, personally affected by that. 
uh, and would be like, yo, I, I heard what this guy said and I'm, I'm good. Yeah. You know, like I don't need to listen to that shit because this dude fucking hates me. And I'd be like, I totally understand that. Cause I've heard the things that he said and yeah, they're, they're fucking hateful. Mm-hmm. It's like, even before he was saying the like anti-Jewish shit and everything, he was already like out of his mind and like doing some weird shit where I was like, I don't know anymore guys, but <laughs> he made it super easy in the last few weeks for sure. Where I'm just like, I'm done, dude. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not listening to this, this fool anymore. I'm not a massive hip hop fan, but I am. Um, yeah, I get that. I do. Yeah, I guess it's to just illustrate that, like, there's a there's a consistency, I guess, to my outlook on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Lost Profits is a band that I I mentioned on Twitter. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. In a loaded way, for sure. But I'll say this, like, uh, yeah the the first album that they put out the fake sound of progress uh, the first two albums that they put out fake sound of progress and then start something um i know probably every word to every song on both of those albums like front to back mm-hmm. and i used to listen to them a lot <clears throat> was not a fan of like their later like poppier stuff um but then Ian Watkins made it real easy to not be a fan of any of their shit ever again. Oh, yes, he did. Yeah. And, you know, for those who are somehow unaware, uh, Ian Watkins is a convicted pedophile. And he is a person who was convicted of doing crimes uh, with people of all age ranges. But the one that is the most impressive in its depravity and, and sickening nature is that he was convicted of a crime involving an 18 month old infant. And so for me made it real fucking easy to just be like, I am never fucking listening to any of this shit ever again, bro. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I think there's this weird thing that only seems to exist in heavy metal spaces where they 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 will try to like say, oh, but the riffs, my guy, separate the art from the artist. Like even if his beliefs are dog shit, you know, like mm. if the music is good and then I would say, OK, well. Like, how far does that extend? Mm-hmm. You know, do you do you think that that applies for someone like Ian Watkins? And all of a sudden, they don't like that comparison. Yeah. Right. Because here's the reality and here's what that exposes. And I'm glad that like this Pantera thing happened in the last couple of weeks because it gave me a new point of view to something I was poorly articulating uh, when we had talked before, which is this. When you compare those things, they will 100% tell you what they're about without saying it. And they'll go, well, yeah, the the rape and the pedophilia and all that that's terrible but racism isn't like i mean come on yeah yeah and i'm just like i'm not equivocating the two i'm not but i'm just saying they're both abhorrent Mm -hmm. in completely different ways and should have no place in a respectable society yeah and so your tolerance for both of those things should be an absolute zero I completely agree. It's like they have some kind of hierarchy. It's like, well, rape and babies, that's at the top, right? So that, that's bad. Unforgivable. And then and then it's like, oh, racism, is that next? It's like, <sighs> depends who it is. And if the riffs are really good, then we can like maybe overlook it slightly because, you know, riffs, right? And then it's like, I've, I saw it so much in that whole Pandora discussion and it just shocked me. Because like you say, yeah, Pedophilia, racism, two very different things, but equally as unacceptable on yeah, like a th- major level. 100. You can't compare them directly, but they should not be happening, period. There should be no sort of gradation and like, oh, well, okay, he's a Nazi, but he plays really good guitar. Right. It's like, no. Do you know what? No, you can't separate the person and that you can't separate a person's musical talent and a person's political views. They're still the same person. I mean, yeah, I, I just think 
to me, like, again, it reveals to me that that's an easier thing for them to like hand wash away. Mm -hmm. And I think that the reason being is again, like the majority of the people I interact with are, are all white guys. You would see nary a black person responding to that and saying, ah, Pantera's sick. (laughs) There was not one. Nope. There there wasn't one. In fact, like all of the people that were, you know, liking my, I, I noticed, you know, I see who likes my stuff and who's interacting with it, like in a positive way. And, you know, all the things that I was pointing out that were critical of it, it was like, I, I saw most of my heavy metal black followers up in there dropping them likes. So I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm. The thing is, is <laughs> it's like, are you trying to have like that actual serious, earnest conversation in a sincere way with the black community in heavy metal, like music spaces? Or are you trying to be condescending to us and explain why we should be okay with something? And those are two entirely different approaches, right? It's like if your approach to me isn't one of like trying to be, I guess, uh, mutually teachable about something, then I don't know what to do for you. If you're just going to try to explain to me why something isn't racist, I got bad news for you, dog. I've had white people doing that shit my entire life with a fucking whole lot of shit, dude. Mm-hmm. So I'm really like heavily immunized to that. Yeah. Uh, so whenever somebody's like, well, not all white people are like that. I'm like, all right, here we go again with yeah. some shit I've heard my entire life. You know, you're not you're not going to you're not going to impress black people with that shit. hundred percent right. because we get told that shit all day, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah, part of this conversation I wanted to have because as a white person, like the the reason I'm getting involved in this, and you know, I've had so many people unfollow me since I've been tweeting about like racism and inclusion stuff. It's 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 kind of hilarious actually in a sad way. Um, but I wanted to talk as a white person. You know, obviously I've never experienced any of these things that you've been through, and the stories you tell me, they really they like they make me so sad and and angry and all these things at once and how can we as white people and just the in, not in, not just in the metal community but in the wider community what is your advice that we can get involved in this we can get open these discussions and we can talk to black people other minorities in a way that it doesn't feel like we're sort of being patronizing or um condescending you know how do we open this up to like a wider discussion i mean i think the first things to identify are the things to not do right and the things to not do are stop trying to inform black people about what racism is or isn't for them that is a big first no-no that i Mm -hmm. see a lot of people do and you're like if you start off like that Black folks are not going to they're they're not going to want to have a further conversation with you. I think this the second thing would be like don't tell black people stop making everything about race. That's the other one. Um I see that a lot. <clears throat> and the reality is I don't. I don't make everything about race. I just live in this toilet earth. Where, you know, people have decided for me that the way that I look affects them in a certain way. When I don't even fucking know most of the people who are shitty and racist to me. I, like, don't don't interact with them, like, outside of that day and that moment. And, you know, I've been called the N-word a shit ton of times in my life. You know, probably thousands at this point. Which is fucking insane. You know, I had a friend who took her children to, uh, you know, Dave and Buster's and someone Zeke hiled her and, and, and yelled white power at her. You know, she's black. She was there with her child. And she then had to explain to, you know, her 10 year old son why that happened and why that guy said that and why that guy didn't like them. And so at 10 years old, that was finally the time for him to learn about racism. 
And the, the way that he had to learn about it was it came fucking crashing into his world. He didn't make it. You gonna tell me that 10 year old kid made it about race, right? Yeah. yeah. He went in into Dave and Buster's and he just fucking walked up to some random old white man and was like, Hey white man, fuck <laughs> you know, like the fucking bullshit that people say, I'm just like, do you have any, do you, do you hear the shit coming out of your own mouth? My guy, stop making everything about race. Okay. Well, what about that kid? Yeah. What did he do? the fuck did he do to make everything about race? It just happened to him, right? And for most of us, that's how we learn about this shit. It comes crashing into our world because somebody does something fucked up and then someone has to explain to us, hey, so here we are. It's time to have that conversation. Mm. I'll never forget when my dad told, and you know, my dad's uh, white, my mom's black, uh, I'm biracial, and my dad did the fucking most valuable thing for me ever. He taught me how to get pulled over by the cops. My dad's a white guy and he knows that like they would pull me over different. I'll never forget. My dad literally like had a big, long conversation with me about this. I was in my senior year in high school and I was starting to finally like drive. And he was just like, son, like this sucks, but we gotta we gotta talk about something. I was like, I was like thinking I was in trouble or I did something wrong. It's like, oh, oh what I do? Um, and he was like, yeah, so cops are gonna pull you over and it's gonna be a completely different interaction for you than it would be for like me. And I was like, oh, he's like, yeah, he goes, cause you know, and I was like, got it. And so he's like, what you need to do is keep your hands on the wheel. And when you're talking to my dad, like walked me through it too. And this will be valuable maybe for people that are black or listening. My dad was like, if you get the lights behind you, you need to put your arm out and signal that you're pulling into a parking lot. He's like, don't ever get pulled over on the road. I was like, why? He goes, you'll irritate him. He's like, pull over into a parking lot or something. He's like, they're going to hassle you. He's like, but when you stop and the cop comes up to your window He's like, roll down your window. He's like, but have both your hands on the steering wheel after. And the cop will be like, how come you didn't pull over immediately? He's like, because the first thing you'll tell him is, oh, I didn't want to like it stop and, and put your life in danger by having you walk up to my window in traffic. Hmm. Yep. And I was like, oh, he's like, you're just going to have to suck up to him. He's like, and really try to, you know, show them like, hey, man, I'm not I'm not trying to fuck with your day. Yeah. He's like, if you don't follow like, and he walked me, there was more, you know, I won't go through all of it, but just that one thing, you know, and this ended up being like an hour long conversation with him. Yeah. You know, he, he was just like, cause if you don't do every single one of these things, it could be a really bad day for you. And uh -huh. I never forgot that. And again, like, I don't think that these are conversations that, you know, some of my friends have to have. No, but they're conversations that I sure have to have. And then, you know, I've had to have these conversations with my little brother. <clears throat> it sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's heartbreaking, but like good on your dad. That's, that's, that's parenting. That's really, that's amazing. Yeah. My dad was a good guy. Yeah. That's really amazing. It's sad that he had to do it, but amazing that he, thought of doing that yeah i mean you know i've i've talked a lot about uh, my father on social media and stuff um mm -hmm. you know i lost my dad in <clears throat> in 2021 mm -hmm. um and I'm, i miss him every day especially for things like that because he was at the end of the day he had a big caring heart and uh i think he learned a lot you know, just by having me as a son. <laughs> and I, I really like my dad is, is to me the, the example of like the kind of people that like we're capable of becoming. Mm -hmm. My dad's a white dude who understood way more about black issues than, than most. Yeah. And it was cause you know, a black kid <laughs> yeah yeah
So I wanted to ask you about are there any are there any positive experiences you've had from being um biracial, black, however you want to put it, in the metal community? Yeah, I think it's been really cool to meet people like Stevie from Inferi, Malcolm, mm -hmm. uh, you know, two two other brothers that are holding it down. Mm -hmm. Um and it's been cool to meet, you know, um like the the wormhole boys you know who are definitely not caucasian um you know i think maybe one one or two of them are i don't know i don't want to speak for the, the large demographic of the band but i know you know you got sanjay over there um and you know you got other bands like symbolic um where you know the front man there again another cool black dude um so it's been cool to meet and interact with other people that, you know, look like me um, and make me feel like I have a place and that we belong here. Mm -hmm. But all of them in private with me have had conversations where, you know, they will, they will say like, there's work to be done, but we have a place, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, we're here. Uh, we don't often feel like entirely comfortable. Right. But we're not going anywhere. You know, it's like, ultimately, I'm back to fucking shit posting about tech death and, you know, everything else. I'm probably going to move, like, posting my records and stuff to Hive because I just want to start building my yeah. platform on Hive. Um, but, yeah, like, I'm not going anywhere. You can't fucking scare me out of death metal. You can't scare me out of, of going to shows or participating. You know, and on top of that, I'm six foot two and 220 pounds. Go ahead, dude. Like, <laughs> I can hold my own. If you want to find me at a show and give me a hard time, I'm going to punch you. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so it's like, I'm, you I'm, I'm, I'm like that. And then on Twitter, you're like, I'm really approachable. Just DM me. And you're like, dude, I'll fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you, if you, if you find me at a show and you're like, Hey man, what the fuck is your deal? <laughs> then yeah, I'll meet you with the same energy and it is what it is. You saw like some of the stuff that I quote tweeted, but none was more poignant than the guy who was saying that he was going to shoot me in the fucking head. Yeah. You know, because of my opinion of racists in heavy music. Yes, yeah, that was shocking. That was really shocking. Absolutely. Yeah. And so for me, that's why I, <laughs> you know, do say things like, if you're trying to find me at a show with that kind of energy, I'm going to fucking punch you in the head, dude. Like oh, that's wow. all there is to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what I mean. It's like those people, uh, they are, they're not, they're not welcome to, to have an approachable conversation with me anytime. They're soon. also not the kind of people that are going to be like, Oh, okay. Sorry, dude. I, I was out of hand. They're just fucking out there. They don't give a shit. Yeah. No, hundred so, percent. Yeah. If you meet them with that energy, I get it. So, Oh, I also wanted to ask you, Yes. Your top five bands mm. um, with black or other minority members so people can check them out. Maybe some bands that like underground bands that maybe not a lot of people have heard of. Yeah. Uh, so definitely, like I said, in, in Fury, in mm. Fairy. I fucking um, love that band. Yeah, they're great. They're I mean, really great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're fucking tech death gods. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, that's the other thing. In, in Fairy. You should just check out because they are sick as fuck. Uh, having nothing to do with the fact that, you know, there, there are two of us in there. Um, and the lead singer just had a baby and that's yes. adorable. And they yes. need the money to support babies because babies are great. So go and buy their shit. <laughs> Damn right. Uh, and then we've got Symbolic. Like I said, uh, those are both bands on Artisan Era. Um, oh, do you I guess like that? Do you like that, Steve? Do I like that label? Do I, do, do, do uh, you the like artist that in there? Yeah. I, I don't know. They're okay, I guess. I've heard you mention them like once or twice. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I own the entire catalog of records that they have oh, ever Oh, that's released. it. Yeah, that would yeah. be it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. They did this big old Black Friday sale this weekend, and I was just like, what do you get the man who has everything? <laughs> <laughs> he was scrolling through like, got it. I couldn't, I couldn't find anything. Yeah, I was like, I fucking <laughs> bought all this shit already this year, Doug. 
that was like at full price too y'all got y'all got a hundred percent of my money um yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so, very symbolic yep uh oh you got flub on there as well mm-hmm. yeah i forgot about uh yeah michael you got michael over there and then i think he does it's either stevie or michael alternately that does vocals for equipoise mm-hmm. and they're also on the artisan era uh so that's already four i know Look <laughs> they at should that. just employ you i swear to god <laughs> they should 100 <laughs> percent. i don't think <laughs> i think i'm a little too expensive for them unfortunately <laughs> wow yeah i've been Look, I got a, I got a certain quality of life that I've gotten used to by working in video games. No, your cat has a certain quality of life. Yeah, a hundred percent. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I would, you know, I, I would, I would give them some, some freemium time for sure if they ever wanted it. But it'd be like the free to play model in games. It'd be like, well, you gotta buy me a lot of really cool cosmetics, by which I mean, give me merch drops like every month and send me records and shit. It's pretty sad that like you could you could salary negotiate with me if you were a record label and be like, we can't pay you a salary, but we'll give you a shit ton of vinyl records. And I'd be like, hmm, I'm very heavily considering. <laughs> um, OK, another one. Let's go with Brand of Sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got you got Kyle, uh, who's the front man. And then I'm trying to think of some other bonus ones. Uh, Oceano. Mm-hmm. And then filth, I think they're called. Yeah, uh, two two other really sick bands that are fronted by black dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there you go. That's more than five. Go check all those bands out, you weirdos. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you would like to say on this? Yeah, episode? I yeah honestly, I I. I like the one last thing I do want to say is like, I'm not going to mention him by name, but I had a really uh, up and down interact. Well, down and then up interaction with somebody um, <clears throat> who was being super argumentative with me, then being kind of shitty to, to me. Um, and we really got into it. I called him out on Twitter and I, I think I, May have inadvertently got a lot of people to block him, which, you know, hey, collateral damage. It is what it is. But what ended up happening was that he DM'd me. And I am a person who I don't block people until they do shit that's like super egregious. Mm -hmm. So you can get into a fight with me on Twitter. And in most cases, I I won't block people. I'll just be like, "Ah, whatever, you're being a dumbass today. Like, that's cool. Um, And so I hadn't blocked him, despite the fact that we like really got into it. And so he DM'd me and I accepted the DM and I ended up having a conversation with him and we were sending short videos to each other. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, we were able to actually have what I feel like was a fruitful conversation where he took away from it. He was like, dude, I, I now totally get like what you're saying. And I get the point that you're trying to make. He's like, and I, I see and understand the danger in like glorifying and, and platforming people who've done shitty things. He's like, I get it. He's like, and you know, on my end, I was like, yeah, you know, I now hearing you explain things, there was like maybe a, a miscommunication in some of the nomenclature, like, uh, where I thought you were saying something that was <clears throat> very racially charged to me and you just didn't understand that that wasn't a thing. But a big a big cliff note for white people in general, don't call black people boy. <laughs> don't do that shit. <laughs> because we <laughs> we will flip out so fast. <laughs> our head will spit and be like what the fuck did you just say to me (laughs) and so that's that's kind of what happened and I was like what are you but it turned out that that's just you know not he's from another continent not not America and uh, that's not that does not have the same meaning or connotation over there but that's where we were able to like communicate and i was like hey man i may have jumped to a big conclusion here but yeah now that you're explaining you know 
what's up? Like, I get it. And so the thing that I took away from it was it was like, it is still really possible to have these conversations in good faith. It is still possible to reach a place of being like mutually teachable and having respect for one another mm-hmm. and trying to, to learn. And what I learned from that is like, I'm going to try to be a little less hyper vigilant when people respond to me about things and not assume the worst from people because that interaction taught me. You can just kind of not really know a whole lot about that, like from the other you know, side of things and, and, and come away f- with a different, with a different point of view, yeah. you know, and understanding someone. And I think the way that I left that conversation with this person is I said, you know, in another world, we would have met in a bar and we'd have had this conversation and yelled at each other for a couple of minutes and then probably ended up best friends. Mm-hmm. And the, this other person was like, yeah, I tend to agree with that. You know, it's like, can't take back that first impression we made with each other. So it is what it is, but it does inform me that it's like, it's still possible, man. And I, I want people to know that like, I'm always here to be accountable. I'm not just here to hold other people accountable. I'm not some pillar of morality. I'm a fuck up, man. (laughs) You know, but we all are. That's why pencils have erasers. That's true. Yeah. I think it's good that something positive came out of that interaction that you had and you guys were able to sort of like get to a point where you could leave it on a sort of a neutral note. You know, I think a thing that all of us could aim for as people is like, let's try to like end our day without conflicts. Let's try to end our day with those things resolved. Yeah. Let's try to let the people that we care about know that we love them and and let's try to go to go to bed with like, with no loose ends, you know, mm. that's my, that's my big push for, for, for this, the end of this year and for going into next year, that'd be my new year's resolution. Definitely. No loose ends when your pillow hits the head or when your head hits the pillow, <laughs> I already came up with a new thing and already screwed it up. See, I told you I'm a fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> valid point. Bingo. Very valid point. I think a lot of people could do with that. Yeah. Absolutely. If we all if we all aspire to that, I think we'll we'll slowly get somewhere that's a little bit better than where we are. Mm-hmm. Do anyways up. Well, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so, if it's yep. all right with you, I'd mm. like to play a little game with you. Absolutely. And I play it with all my gifts. Okay. Um, and it's called gift or curse. All right. So the basic idea: I'm going to give you five things that just they they exist in the world and you have to decide whether you think that thing is a gift a gift for the world or a curse upon the world let's and then go give a, and then give a little reason as to why you think that okay i'm game you ready mm-hmm. number one internal combustion engines gift or curse both mm-hmm. i think it's a gift for the, the convenience of just being able to go places. It's a curse for the effect it has had on the environment overall. Uh, so, yeah, I think it can be both. Well, that is not the game, Steve. It's called well, gift or curse. Gift or curse. <laughs> I mean, overall, it's been a gift. Yeah. I would say the positives... I actually don't know that the positives outweigh the negatives, but I guess like in 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 <laughs> in a microcosm, mm-hmm. you know, like just like oh, of its own accord and how many things like it made possible for us to do like yeah. a gift, sure. I get that. Yeah. Number two. I think I know where you might stand on this, but I'll say it anyway. Energy drinks. The goddamn gift. gift. It's a gift. You see, the thing that like most people don't understand is that I consume enough caffeine every single day to like vibrate, you know, you like you, you ingest a a scary amount of caffeine. A hundred percent. We have quite a few meetings and like video chats and especially in the morning when I talk to you, because you're on a different time zone to me, obviously, like just hearing you like fill yourself up with caffeine and like the 
just just the like the visual change in you and like the like the like, I'm just listening to you like charge up it's insane oh yeah <laughs> yeah I uh on a daily basis I probably consume around like a thousand milligrams of caffeine that is insane I would die yeah my heart would literally like just pop yeah I think like Mm, you know what? That's probably extreme. It's probably more like 500 milligrams. If I did a thousand milligrams, I probably would be dead. But don't they I say like the recommended daily allowance is 450? That's bullshit. But you smoke a lot of weeds. So does that like balance out? <laughs> I mean, it's a, yeah. You just found some sort of like equi- yeah, do- equilibrium. Dr. Steve is going to say yes to that question. <laughs> You found I'm a some medical sort of, doctor. Yeah, yeah. You found a weed caffeine equilibrium that you're just like coasting. That's that's actually like a thing. You find that like sweet spot where you're yeah. like, I'm charged up, but I'm also mellow as shit, dog. <laughs> and then that is that's you. The, that yeah. is just you. Charged <laughs> up but mellow as shit. Most of the time, yeah. Yeah. You try. Uh, yeah, that's it's that I'm, I'm trying to find that golden ratio of mm-hmm. stimulants and then non stimulants. <laughs> well, good luck. You're doing well. So you're uh, saying any drinks are a gift. Fair absolutely. Enough. Like I said, if I stop drinking energy drinks, like I would be dead within 24 hours. A hundred percent. They're probably <laughs> the only thing that's keeping me alive. <laughs> <laughs> You get blood tests at the doctor and it's just like G fuel. <laughs> yeah, like I've ever seen taurine levels this high. What's wrong with you? I'd be like, I can see through time. <laughs> I can hear colors, dude. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you drink enough of this stuff and I can undo the mistakes of the past. Amazing. You're holding me back, science. <laughs> Uh, okay. Mm. Number three. Yes. Slam metal. God, it's a gift, bro. Listen, I understand that most of metal Twitter and most death metal people in general don't like slam. But here's the thing. You're all wrong and you're cowards. <laughs> you know, slam is great. You just put it on and your brain jumps out of your head. And you stop doing the think thing, which is dumb anyway. And then you just check your neck in for a reckon. And that's it. See, I mean, I in my experience, it's mainly men that like slam. Mm. I can't, I haven't met a female yet that's been like, yep, fucking love slam. Oh, if I found a girl that said that, I would propose to her on the spot 100%. I would just be like, do you want to have the dumbest children ever? <laughs> Brilliant. Like so, right now. Yeah. And then like we're going to the courthouse to get the paperwork today. Reason for marriage. She likes slam, dude. Just mm-hmm. give me this one. Yep. So we had this discussion the other day about ingested. Yeah. And you were like, oh, do you like ingested? I was like, fuck yeah. And you're like, well, then you like slam. I was like, no. When I was like, wait, what? And you're like, dude, they're early stuff. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yep. Oh, damn it. Damn I mean, the, the guy's rational <laughs> logic. The lead singer's name on Instagram is literally the slam king. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you for it's, that, Steve. Thank you very It's much. hard coming to terms with who we really are sometimes. You know what I mean? It hurts. I guess so. But yeah. on that note, everybody should listen to Ingested because they fucking, they absolutely rule and all absolutely. their music smokes, dude. Their new so. album fucking rules. Oh, yeah. I finally got my vinyl. Um, <laughs> Number four. Something yes. I also ask all my guests. It mm. has provided many different answers, some very entertaining, some just baffling. Flavored condoms, gift or curse? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I have like almost no opinion on this. Mm-hmm. Um, simply because like 
not something I have to deal with, right? So there's that. But also, um, I don't know a lot of situations, personally speaking. And I'm just limiting this to my personal experience. <clears throat> I have not had a lot of situations happen where my partners wanted to put a condom in their mouth, like, or, or have their mouth on a condom. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, if you're in that scenario for whatever reason, or maybe it's like a, a health thing, you know, I've heard it explained to me sometimes that like, there, there are people who are extra cautious about uh, STDs, like from oral. And I mean, if that's something you're super worried about, and that's really important to you, then I guess that would be a gift. Mm -hmm. But again, me personally, I don't feel like I have any skin in this game, really. Like, because my, no pun intended, <laughs> my, my, <laughs> damn it, my personal experience, <laughs> damn it, fake. Anyway. What a weird roundabout way to talk about my own wiener. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for this podcast. <laughs> You're so welcome. Yeah. Yeah. So there's your answer, I guess. Brilliant. <laughs> the dumbest one possible. <laughs> no, that that I have to give to my my dear friend Jimmy who answered fucking gift mate and I was like what and he went you are not the one sucking in am I and I was like bright brilliant okay <laughs> I mean if he was that'd be impressive more than anything it would wouldn't it that would be a fire yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like oh, I'm down there all the time so yeah gotta I personally like great <laughs> Okay, so number five, mm. outdoor festivals. Gift yeah, or curse? No, not a big fan. <laughs> That's a curse. I would. I, um, I agree so much with that. There's only there's like one thing that does it for me, like every single time, and it's called the Portageon. All right, now listen, I'm not gonna try to gross anybody out here, but like, uh, <clears throat> if I don't have the home court advantage. There's just a, there's certain things that are not happening. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, at that, like if I'm in an emergency situation, I like and I'm at a fest and that's the only thing, bro, I will just be like, well, looks like I'm not seeing the rest of these bands. Mm -hmm. It's time to go <laughs> or go to literally anywhere else. You will not catch me dead inside of a porta potty to to do anything that requires me to sit down. Mm -hmm. And so like some outdoor festival that's going to span, you know, longer than 24 hours. Fuck that, dude. I'm yeah. good. I agree. It's the hygiene, like, and you're just, you can't wash properly. And there's no like normal, like toilet, like you said. And there's showers, but you have to queue for like four hours to have a shower. And then you end up missing loads of bands. And then the food is expensive and horrible. And everyone's drunk or high or both and gross. It's it's literally my idea of hell. I sound like such a princess, but that's just, no. No, everything you just described is the entire reason that I don't like outdoor festivals. Yeah, I, I specifically said outdoor festivals because indoors, like, I can deal with that. Yeah, same. I think it's the dirty outdoorness that just makes me think, mm, gross. <clears throat> Yeah, I generally don't like getting that grimy and dirty yeah. and dusty and all those other things. I'm I'm very much a city girl, so go, yeah. someone's like, "Hey, let's go camping." I'm like, huh, "No, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd really hundred <laughs> percent." So, yeah, and also just the thing of sleeping in a tent just on its own. Tents are sweaty. They're made of like synthetic material that's waterproof. And then you wake up with like in a condensation of your own bodily fluids. It's fucking gross. I don't know. No. Nope. Well, most of them have vent holes at the top and stuff. Is it? But still, yeah. Insects like sweaty spider. <laughs> oh, just thinking about it. 
Oh, nope. Should just go glamp, bring like a big generator and put like an AC unit in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had this discussion with my boyfriend the other day. He was like, because he likes the outdoor stuff and he knows I'm, I don't like it. And he was like, well, would you go glamping? And I was like, um, is there a nice bed? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, is there a shower? And he's like, yeah. Is there, is there like Wi-Fi? And he went, pretty sure I can get Wi-Fi. And, I, and he was like, okay, this is basically just a hotel room you're talking about. And I was like, well, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I mean, there's, or like bungalows. Those are yeah. kind of similar. Like some of the, like Coachella actually has some pretty nice bungalows, all things considered, where they have mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff. But they're fuck off expensive. Yeah, uh, I can imagine. Yeah, and your boy isn't, you know, a fucking white goth billionaire industrialist. <laughs> Are you not? Shit, I didn't know. No. No, I am I am simply a black goth thousandaire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would be a billionaire if you sold all your records. <laughs> I'd be a hundred thousandaire. You'd be a hundred thousandaire, which would buy you a bungalow. Or rent you well, one. maybe, yeah. I don't know what I mean, <laughs> yeah, there'd probably be a one time, a one time thing. Sell all my records to go to Coachella yeah. once. Be like, fucking worth it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, thank you so much for your time today, Steve. I really thank you for it. having me. You're so welcome. Um, any last things you want to say? Don't blow it. Keep it simple. Count your money. Brilliant. <laughs>